All right, and we are back with another edition of It's, it's a, a Hang Thing. How have you guys been? How, how have you been? You did the last podcast by yourself. Yes. Right? Thank you, Ty, for um, making me jump into that. I think it was a good thing for me, too. I was scared going into that mm-hmm. podcast because I didn't know jack yeah. about fashion. Yeah, like, sustainable I'm like a sisters. simple guy. Like, I wake up and I was like, okay, black and white, that matches. Okay. But then when you get into, like, upcycling, mm-hmm. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what is that word? I know I was really wanting to jump on that with you because, like, that was I my thing. I wanted you on was... that with me because I kept it super short because I didn't <laughs> even know what to ask anymore. Man, I know uh, you did it with uh, Sustainable Sisters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know... Also, uh, G- uh, Gachong, Gachong Clothings. Because mm-hmm. they, they collaborated for oh, okay. a, uh, an event, so I know it was I, a pretty interesting, and I learned a lot. It was educational for me. So I know I was about to say because you you came to me you're like what are, what do I ask? Do I ask? So, you know, talk about clothing pollution. Talk yeah. about you know thrifting and how thrifting that helps is my thing now. I know you came out of yeah. that pretty Dude, uh, refreshed. My go to. I'm a changed man. <laughs> well, speaking, speaking of, of a changed, changed man, man, hey, I see that one. Uh, we got Gil Keys on here in studio. Welcome to the podcast, Gil. Thanks for having me, guys. Sorry really about the little it. intro there, Gil. No, I Gil love like, it. Wait. I love that was, it. That was a <laughs> no, good I was amazed, up. though. You guys just went in. Yeah, right. It's like the energy. I love it. So if you guys are unfamiliar with Gil, uh, you recently competed in the Michelob Ultra Guam National Bodybuilding Competition, and that was your first time. Now, I remember it was about... Um, it was really just maybe like a day or two after the competition. Scrolling through t- my Twitter feed... And you came up as pretty much this dude was like trending on local on Guam Twitter. Yep. So this guy was all over. And, you know, of course, I dove down the rabbit hole with that one. But you went through an amazing transformation. We're talking about a 310 was at your heaviest. Yes, that was my heaviest. And yeah. then your leanest was one. I was I think I was like a 175, 178 on stage. Wow. How much yeah. do the math real quick? So probably like, like 125, 122. Wow. Oh my God. Like somewhere around the 122 pound I lost. Holy Damn. cow. And you started your fitness journey back in? 2015. I all started January 3, 2015. Okay, so wow, this was yeah. about three years now. No, no. Or yeah, a four, 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 four years. years. Four yeah. years Almost like, wow. five years already. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. So, dude, um, we're going to get into more things about you. Because we're gonna get into the the fitness part, and then we're gonna go through your journey through the bodybuilding, and yes. we're gonna pick pick on you a little bit because I just found a little about uh, um, something new uh, something new about you about you and Eddie just had a talk, so I didn't know Ooh. that was. Oh, that. okay. I almost okay. throw that in later on. Yeah, sure. Uh, but let's take it back in time, bro. Mm. Um, where this journey all started. Okay. What, so. what was it? I remember you, you shared a story with Double D when he did an interview with you. Oh, okay. So it actually started. So um, you know, growing up. I was I was always like always that chubby kid growing up. I studied in the Philippines for like four years, from second grade to sixth grade, and I think that time I was like kind of spoiled. So I ate whatever I wanted out there. And Philippine food, the tradition food there, oh, like man. Oh, come on, it's the, you know, bomb. the Jollibee back oh, there. If, you, if I could eat sinagang every oh, day, dude, yeah, I know I heard I yours was mm. your uh, go-to was kare kare. Yes, that's oh. my favorite, and I ate that whenever I wanted. Mm. And you know, going you know going forward with time, I came back here on Guam seventh grade, and you know I got into sports. I played you know middle school basketball, but then I was still chubby. I was still playing sports, but then I was just eating so much that my body, you know, couldn't really like burn mm-hmm. those extra fat that I had, right? So I was still still overweight. But then I think when I hit my senior year, 
after when like ending my senior year or in the beginning of my second quarter in senior year january 3 2015 you know i reached my all-time heaviest weight at 310 pounds wow and yeah. uh, how tall were you i was like still growing so i was like five six at the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and i was at 310 pounds and usually i was always into games and you know there was factors in my life where people you know would tease me but that was really the main factor on why i decided to lose weight mm-hmm. that time that exact day that exact moment i didn't really have any stress relieving with me usually when i stress out when i was in high school or when i was growing up i usually go to eating and playing a lot of games mm-hmm. and that for some reason that after after school my internet was down i didn't have actually food at home so i had nothing on me hmm. literally nothing for hours and i was mad i was like man i, I had a stressful day you know i want to i want to eat i want to do stuff but i can't and i literally realized you know i passed by the mirror at my house and i looked at myself for an hour there's gonna be a little bit too much information no i'll keep going no, bro. go for yeah. it yeah, yeah. yeah. Go on. i looked at myself after five minutes i looked at myself and I decided, you know, it's so weird, but I stripped off all my clothes and I looked myself mm-hmm. in the mirror for one whole hour. Wow. And I asked myself the question, is this who I really want to be when God. I grow up? You know what I mean? Is this the guilt he's on? Is this, I thought about my future in a sense. What's the story do I have to tell? What's the impact do I want to have for my future friends and my future family? Because I was crying mm-hmm. over games. I was crying for not having internet with having no food and i was like what 17 at the time you know and for me i was like why am i crying over these things when there's a bigger picture here which is Mm -hmm. myself like how i look my self-esteem was low i had a big reflection in my life at the time i cried for about the whole hour in the mirror and i was just looking at myself like man 310 pounds that's a lot Mm -hmm. and here's the thing during high school like during the whole high school period, I actually tried dieting. I dieted for like about five times. I failed every single one of them just because I couldn't I couldn't hack it. It was hard. I love food. Mm-hmm. Everything we all can relate here, mm-hmm. especially here on Guam, right? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So at that time I was dieting so many times and I just failed it all. And I thought myself I thought that was it. But then that moment for some reason there's like a light switch that turned on. Wow. It was that light switch. So I told myself after I cried my dad was in the small bedroom. I took the, my dad's truck keys. And at the time, I only had like a permit on me. So I took my dad's truck keys. I said, you know what? Let's just let's just do something. Mm-hmm. I took my dad's truck keys. I sneaked out the house because I couldn't drive. That's why. I took his truck and I went to sports complex here at Dededo. Mm. And I think this was the breaking moment for me because that time I ran my very first mile nonstop. I ran. like wow. I jogged like the whole mile at sports complex nonstop. And I couldn't do that before. Even though I was growing like to 250 pounds, mm-hmm. I couldn't run that wow. whole mile. I would walk, after like my first block, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the whole mile at 310 pounds, I ran it nonstop. And I think after that mile, I was amazed. And yeah. I really realized that even though I'm 310 pounds, I just ran a mile after the 10 mm-hmm. pounds. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something to really keep in mind that your your body is obviously going to tell you something, but overall it's your mind that yes. is the strongest because mm-hmm. your mind can go past those. Like you said, at 250, you were already like winded yeah. without really doing much. But mm-hmm. like 
310 at your heaviest mm-hmm. and you went nonstop. I mean, I don't know. Vic and I, even now, I don't even know if we can really do <laughs> I that. I'm going to be completely I honest. Have, I like, I have to stop and walk for a bit and yeah. then for the mile. Yeah, it's, wow. Um, that's, that's really that's amazing. That's a story. Um, I think yeah. that's a story worth telling over and over yeah. and over and over again because you talk about inspiration. That's something... And we talked about you on Spill the Tea because she brought it up that one morning. Because after the competition, it was the Monday after the competition, mm-hmm. she came in. She's like, hey, did you hear, hear about the, the competition? Yeah, yeah, I saw it on Instagram. He was like, did you hear about this guy named Gil? I'm like, who? I'm like, no. Well, what happened? She's like, He's trending. I'm like, no, I didn't see anything. So she sent me the, tw- the Twitter uh, link and I went on it. And I was like, whoa. Yo, and I just stayed on your page for like the longest time. Mm-hmm. I was seeing your vlog, all your little videos of, mm-hmm. you know, um, so basically, Vic stalked you. So I did stalk you for a bit. I was like, whoa. Because <laughs> in my mind, I was like, whoa, that's not. Like, this is something, you know, you don't see every day, you know. I wanted is, to hear more about yeah, it. Yeah, and wow. like, to me, like, it, it, was, it was inspiring to see something. Somebody, like, just, like you said, a switch. Mm-hmm. You just turned on a switch and, and you just went. And that really doesn't you know, happen it, for a lot of people. And it, it's hard for some for people. So seeing mm-hmm. you do it, I'm like, it's... It's doable. So I want to know more about uh, your childhood because like you said, you were always, you know, a chubby kid, Mm -hmm. um, you know, spoiled in a sense where you had whatever foods you wanted. But Mm -hmm. were were there other factors that led you to stress eating? You know, were you because I'm going to get real right now. Like, were there any eating disorders involved, would you say? Because there are a lot of people, you know, along that track that, like you said, you tried dieting Uh like five times. Mm -hmm. You know, what was your mindset throughout all this? Because when you reach a weight that that Mm -hmm. heavy, it's it does something you and you don't realize it until it's too late. Mm -hmm. So usually when I was um, when I was a kid and what led to all of these was basically I would say was the habit. You know, I didn't really have any sense of like like eating disorders like I was binging. Mm -hmm. But I would definitely say when I didn't have anything to do. Mm, You were bored eating. You know, I can bored eat. But especially when I'm stressed, though, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can stress eat. And usually the stress comes from a lot of factors in my life. You know, um, I had a lot of family issues growing up with my mom sometimes mm-hmm. and my dad when they were fighting when I was a young age. And I didn't really know where to resort to. I didn't really have a lot of friends at the time when I was mm-hmm. a kid. I didn't know who is that guy who I can bend my feelings to, right? And these factors played. Even when I was at school, I got teased a lot, mm-hmm. right? One of the ways I dealt with it when I was um, socializing with these people who teased me I wanted to become their friend was I teased myself mm-hmm. so I can make them laugh so uh, we can connect that self-deprecating mm-hmm. humor yeah so I thought at the time I was comfortable with that I was comfortable with my with dealing with you know teasing myself and making these guys like me and every time I go home I just resort those feelings that I had to eating and everything just well piled up and I just became very overweight and for me at the time, I thought that was one of the main factors that led me to 310 pounds. But at the end of the day, when we go back to that day of January 3, 2015, though I realized that's not, that was not me. And that's not who I wanted to be. And I didn't want to deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Wow. So who, when you had that moment in the mirror, that hour long, and when you did your first smile, did you already have a solid goal and image of what you wanted or were you just I just know that I don't want to be this anymore oh okay so for me at the time like 
I just, yeah, like you said, I just wanted to lose weight. I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to get skinny. I wanted to drop down in my size because I was just so big, right? So I didn't really know anything. So I just did it. And I think I didn't really have more of a motivation or I was inspired mm-hmm. by someone. It was more of like I was losing weight out of desperation. I put myself in my shoes, like saying, if I don't lose 100 pounds now or if I don't lose weight now, then I'm never going to lose weight again. So I did whatever it took, you know, I just decided to lose weight, but I didn't get into any sort of bodybuilding or Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. like dealing with the gym. I just thought I need to lose weight Mm -hmm. and I'll do whatever it takes. And what is that whatever it takes? What did you do along? Because like I said, like you said, like the the bodybuilding, the fitness part came later. Mm -hmm. So what were you doing in between before you hit that? Because the the, the bodybuilding, the gym part, all that, now you have all the, um, what do I say? uh, foundation that's like where mm-hmm. you have everything set but before you got to that what were you doing okay so i didn't know anything about losing weight mm-hmm. i didn't know anything so i what i even about nutrition so all i knew was eat less you lose weight more cardio you lose weight mm-hmm. but i went to the extreme and my first three months was i was eating super low calories right off the bat like around 1500 calories mm-hmm and I would run three miles every single day. Wow. On top of that, I have two wow. PE signs, uh, two P, I have two PE classes. Mm-hmm. Like, so I have a PE class every single morning wow. and ran after my PE class, um, like three miles. Yeah, you were so definitely taking in locales for that yeah, kind of for, lifestyle. Mm-hmm, and I did that for three months. And then I got introduced to a, a fad diet, intermittent fasting. Shoot, man, mm-hmm. fat. That's that's mm-hmm. what I do. <laughs> no, no, no. This I think intermittent fasting is great. You know, there's a lot of health benefits with intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. But I got the bad thing for me about intermittent fasting was I got addicted to it. Oh, okay. I did 22 you were hour. Doing fast. more than 18 hours. Yeah, I was doing 22 hour fast. Oh wow. Two hour eating period, and I would fast 24 hours once a week. Jeez. Whoa. And yeah. And then that's it came extreme. to 24 hours twice a week, and then I wanted to do a all-time fasting, how long I can last. Wow. And I did for 38-hour fast, but on top of that, I was even decreasing my calories at that point. So not 1,500, mm-hmm. I was probably less than 1,000 because oh I was gosh. just that desperate to lose the body weight. And were you still working out? When I was you still doing, doing, oh high, I was doing high intensity, you know, cardio. Oh. You know, but at that time, you don't feel it mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. your mind is like set on something. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if I didn't care if it was a good thing, or, like the right thing to do. All I only care was I know this is gonna work and I'm gonna do what it mm-hmm. takes. Wow. Yeah. That's that's really crazy. Wow. Um, and how was how was your body, you know, coping through this drastic change in lifestyle? Honestly, like at the time, like when I was losing i didn't realize it until i after six months after i lost 100 pounds i lost i I think i lost 30 pounds in one month before i was losing a pound a day i was going at it i was going hard and once i lost probably like four to six months i lost 100 pounds what happened to my body was i didn't i lost at first i have no muscle to begin with that's Mm -hmm. there so i even lost even more Mm -hmm. and so i just became so deflated like i didn't look like i ate Mm -hmm. and but if i took off my shirt my skin was really like I had a lot of loose skin. Mm-hmm. It was way worse back then, and I still carried a lot of fat. 
mm-hmm. on my body because basically what I did to my body at the time was I was giving I wasn't giving my body enough time to actually burn right. fat. Mm-hmm. Right. I was burning through muscle. Oh. And imagine I never lifted weights at the time. Uh-huh. So I just became this pine cone shape. Like my body was just like shaped as a pine cone basically. And of course, when you lose weight that fast, you are going to have excess skin Mm -hmm. because your body's not, it doesn't have the time to conform to this new body. I mean, a pound a day, Mm -hmm. that is insane. And I can't even imagine like how your your mental state, was it just so determined at that point? It wasn't even determination, it was desperation. Like I said, like I was just so desperate to lose weight because I wanted to prove everybody like, yo, I can do this. And for all the people... Even people who were fat at the time mm-hmm. were calling me fat when I was 310 pounds. Mm-hmm. And those were my so-called friends. Mm-hmm. And I was like looking back at that. And when I was losing weight, I was like, one day, by the end of the senior year, I'm going to be lighter than all of you guys. But see, that was the wrong mind state because mm-hmm. I was desperate. Mm-hmm. Right? There was no sense of like, oh, I want to lose weight for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. I was so focused on proving other people wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It was less mm-hmm. about the health aspect in that mm-hmm. sense too, which is why, I, which led me to this question was, um, <clears throat> you know, you at what point were you like, okay, this is not exactly the healthiest way? Because like you said, with intermittent fasting, you know, it's usually that 18-hour fasting period. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you take your your required calories within that eating period so at what point were you like all right maybe we should twerk this a bit more this is getting a bit too much well for me i only i realized what after the 100 pound loss i only realized that when i stepped inside the gym because mm. i was always running i was a sports complex right mm-hmm. and after lost 100 pounds of course i have a, a little bit more self-esteem i can fit some nice clothes mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. right now i went so i went inside the gym you know, I was applying for my first gym membership. I was confident. I was like, you know, I think I deserve to be in the gym now. Well, I should have been at the mm-hmm. gym in the first place, right. right? But I got in the gym, and I was my self-esteem was high. I was confident. But then I think I realized it was too much when, when I first saw a bodybuilder in the gym. Mm-hmm. When, I first saw, when I first saw, like, the very first bodybuilder in the gym, he looked amazing. He was leaning around. And he had this body that was like, what? I didn't know the body can look like that. And then I went home, and then I did my research mm-hmm. on bodybuilding. And then I realized I was eating too little, and it was even sustainable. Because at this point in my life, now that I'm not desperate anymore, mm-hmm. I wanted to eat a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I can't even have a breakfast with my mom because I was fasting. You know what I mean? So that's when I realized that it was too much, was when I wanted to kind of do it more of a lifestyle. And that's where we get to um, your gym, your gym yeah. life. So that's mm-hmm. why hashtag gym life, bro. <laughs> uh, hashtag do you even lift, bro? How much you lift, bro? Don't even, bro. Um, wow. So what? Um, so you, you said you went to the gym for the first time and you saw your first mm-hmm. bodybuilder. Uh, you were amazed by it. You did your research, and then did you give it a day or two to think about it, or you just like next day you just hit the gym and just off let's let's start actually lifting yeah like so i stepped in the gym just so i can maintain a healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. right of course lift weights just to build a little bit of muscle but after right after right after i saw him i went home did my research on bodybuilding and then i saw bodybuilding competitions right Mm. and i was like what they do bodybuilding competitions (laughs) to show off their body i want to do that right 
And then after I did my research, the next day, me and my friend, like, we just straight up started lifting from then on. Wow. Until this day. Yeah. And when did you really start cracking down on it? Because, you know, there's a science to it or whatever. Did you get a trainer? Were you, what were you consuming and, you know, uh, information-wise to okay, so, really start changing into mm-hmm. what you are now? So now that I wanted to, you know, build more muscle, I needed to learn how to build muscle. So, of course, I resorted to Google and did a lot of YouTube research, mm-hmm. started following a lot of these bodybuilders, and then now I started following what they were doing, and I started diving into if it fits your macros. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're that diet, I started learning about that, and then I started learning about how to actually build muscle, what are the proper rep ranges, what do I need to do, how heavy do I need to lift, what's the correct form, and then I took that and I did a lot of trial and error throughout the years because even though I was I lost 100 pounds, I actually gained and rebounded mm-hmm. 80 pounds back. Muscle? Mm. No, not muscle, oh. actually fat. I oh, got, okay. no, no, fat and muscle actually. Because okay. I didn't know how to, because like I said, it was a trial and error. Mm-hmm. Even though I was learning the foundation, it was still, it was more like along the way. Mm-hmm. So after I lost 100 pounds, I kind of binged. This is where mm-hmm. you can tell, they kind of say like I had this kind of disorder is because I binge, I dirty bulked, right? Because I was advised to dirty bulk. Because mm-hmm. my friend told me, dude, you can lose 100 pounds. If you can gain 80 pounds back, you'll probably get like 60 pounds of muscle and then you can diet down. But it didn't work like that, but that's what I thought. I'm like, okay, I dirty bulked and I went from 180 to 255 pounds. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. In a span of like six months. Because I, Whoa. now this was complete opposite. Now I was eating every day like a lot but i was mm-hmm. going gym thinking that i would build muscle mm-hmm. but it didn't work that way i got fat again so what worked oh, man what worked was actually properly eating at a caloric surplus mm-hmm. or when i was eating more but very slowly you're not too much mm-hmm. i was still eating clean foods but then it was just more rather than eating back then mm-hmm. i was eating like hot dogs spams like oh i can have this now i go gym you know i mm-hmm. lost 100 pounds i'm gonna build muscle i didn't build muscle like that i think it was with the proper quality foods right that you know that helped me build more muscle and created my foundation yeah, it's like steak or spam hmm, which, one, which one sounds healthier <laughs> especially here on guam oh my god just bring him all <laughs> in. Steak, steak, spam was, fried yeah. rice man yeah i That's, thought i was able ooh. to do all of that but i wasn't my metabolism wasn't like that at the time wow yeah. so where did you or sorry i'll let i'll let Vic. i was you, I, you got you got the question I'll go um so where did you really start off getting the hang of it did you get a trainer or i started getting my trainer actually this year 2019 okay is the first time i actually got a trainer all right so my first trainer was my boss at hell city and then you know i was we were talking about the whole diet process and then i met ifbb pro of guam greg monk mm-hmm. mm. and then he helped me with some i asked some posing advice from him because i was competing in this year's bodybuilding show and then he told me um you know he gave me his advice but then me and my old coach were talking about i think i should move to greg because we have this sort of connection and whatever class i was going into the bodybuilding show he knows about it mm. so we made this whole transition with greg monk and now he's my coach not until this day even for the whole year off while i'm trying to build more muscle because the goal now is to compete again wow yeah so let's uh so now you have then you got the coach so 
let's talk about your journey. Um, you know, get, getting ready for the big competition. Oh man! Because uh, we had um, Geraldine. Geraldine, like five podcasts ago. Oh, okay, it was five podcasts ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had Geraldine on, and she took us through her journey, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "What? All of that? Like, yeah. you can eat all you want, just lose it, or just not eat and go exercise." <laughs> I'm like, "What? I'm like, what?" So yeah. take us through your journey. Man, so my so right, dream because right now you've kind of established everything. Yeah, you know what you'd want. You know uh-huh. how you're gonna get it. So now you're just gonna have to set. A, uh, you have to have a, a plan. Yeah, on a daily basis. So let's t- take us through your journey. Okay, so the whole journey. So um, most competitors start around July. Mm-hmm. They start July, and for me, I had to start January because I was still holding a little bit more body fat mm-hmm. than, than the average person. So with my old coach, I didn't bring to the journey. I was on, at the end of my first cut this year, from January to April, he had me on like six low carb days and I was only eating like around 60 to 80 grams of carbs. And I was doing about 45 minutes to an hour cardio six times a week. So that was towards the end. And um, when I had one rest day, I was literally eating like, like, I can really pick up the rice with my hand, just what? like this, yeah. So that was with my first cup. But then when I transitioned to Greg Monk, it was actually a little bit more easier because mm-hmm. it was more gradual. Mm-hmm. And I thought the process with my new coach was very, I would say, where I learned the most. So we started with a decent amount of food and I only had like 20 minutes of cardio. But then towards the end, I think when the, what it got harder was four weeks out of the show and I was dreading cardio. I was doing 45 minutes as well. And I was on like Jeez. strict, just low calories. Low, low. Like I was only about 80 grams of carbs as well oh a day. Oh my gosh. And like, that's what you use. I like that lingo. I like how the gram lingo and stuff. I mean, that, that's super, you know, gym lingo. But for people who are listening right now, like when you talk about cutting down, you said all those eight something gram, whatever. Like... Tell us in, in like in food wise, oh, like on food. Okay, so like, you, are you eating like a piece of a cracker? It's like half. Just, like if you think of like one cup of rice, you know, which you see in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would say that's not a cup of rice. That's actually probably too much. It's because it's just so compact. Oh. But if you want to know how much I was eating, I was eating literally like a quarter of a cup of rice. So literally, it's like so little. What? And I had like zero carb days when I had no rice at all, no carbohydrates. I was eating just romaine lettuce. Wow. I was basically, I feel like I was like an animal just eating grass. It's a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, I was eating grass basically, like on my rest days, and I hated I hated my rest days because I had less food. Mm. Oh, gosh. So I'm assuming throughout all of this, too, there was no alcohol involved? No alcohol. Well, I had alcohol on my birthday, and, you know, my coach told me, shut up, you can't be having that right now. You mm. need to catch up on, you know, mm. your so-called conditioning, which is basically losing more body fat. You know, I have no time. That's why. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I just totally forgot. We didn't even, <laughs> we're so into this. We didn't even uh-huh. do the, the. We can rapid fire. The rapid fire. All right, let's get right to it. Time now for rapid fire. Okay, so. We got so caught up with that podcast. Um, Rapid Fire is basically the the point where we just throw you three random questions and answer it as at the top of your head. What? Okay. Mm. 
Three questions. Okay, so. Oh, dude, okay. Ready? ready. Okay, um, if you had to choose one protein, beef, pork, or seafood, what would it be? I would choose beef. Beef, easy. Why? Easy. Because beef, like, it makes me full and it just tastes so juicy if mm, you cook it right. Like a good steak. Uh-huh. You can, you can control how you cook your steak. Oh, man. You can't control how you cook chicken. You got to cook chicken, True. like, all the way through, mm-hmm. right? Oh, wait. It's got a beef. point. Oh, beef. Take it from the man who's <laughs> gone through it all. I'm fat boy by heart, so. <laughs> um, favorite, favorite video game? Favorite video, Call of Duty. Yes. Oh, yes. no. Don't tell me. Are you still that downloading your, what was it? Because uh, like, we have this uh, thing that's trending that people are trying to download something for, because I, I think they did bought the, the new Call of Duty. Um, oh, no, okay. I do. I used to play Call of Duty, but Call of Duty was when I was playing it when I was in high school. You know when I was say playing a lot of games? Uh, He's not talking about the mobile app, Vic. Yeah. That's but I actually games. have the mobile yeah. app. Damn it, Gil. We're on a good roll there, Yo, Gil. So yes. a, no, but one thing about the Call of Duty mobile app, that helped me get through my prep because when I was hungry, you played, you played I played games. games to get rid of them. Mm. There you go. Yeah. All right. Amen. So I always, yeah, I, you know, I needed to play Call of Duty. Okay, one more. What is your favorite healthy food and what is your favorite junk food? Okay, I start with junk food. My favorite junk food is going to be burger and fry. Burgers and fries. Oh, gosh. Yeah. My favorite clean food, man, this is a hard one. I, I'm trying to think off. Do you have now. a place where you like it from? Burger Burgers and fries? fries? Oh, that's hard. That's hard. <laughs> Every, yes. <laughs> that's hard. Yes is the place. <laughs> it's either stacks Ooh. or mescalados. Oh, it's either, it's, it, I have like this thing with Ranchero Burger and like their honey chipotle from stacks. Dude. Like those two, I can't, it's hard to compare those two. But for my healthy, clean food, I really like stir fry. Oh, stir fry is good. Mm. You need you don't feel guilty eating it too. Yeah, it tastes good and you know when you see like colorful vegetables, right. yep, that's healthy right like there. The way it's cooked, I'm like mm-hmm. it, your food has to look like a rainbow. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, that's my healthy clean food. All right. And now back to the podcast. All right, so we've talked about the journey. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the main event. Oh, so you, you you conditioned hard mm-hmm. for this. You talked about days, your free days where you're eating just lettuce. Mm-hmm. And then now the day comes, the day off. The day of the show. Okay. The day of the show. Uh, where was this held? Was it? Uh, Sheraton. Sheraton. Yeah. So so the day of the show, I was already tanned because I, I tanned the day before. I checked in at Sheraton the day before as well. And we all started... Actually, to be honest, on the show day or that day of the show, I felt like I could have looked better. So I took, I'll tell you guys about the process on what went wrong and what, you know, what happened was first thing in the morning, there's a bodybuilding term called flat, mm-hmm. right? So basically when I woke up in the morning, my muscles were very depleted. Mm-hmm. So I looked a little bit more stringy and a little bit more skinny. So me and my coach, we went McDonald's. And I finally get to eat pancakes. He's oh. like, yo, go get pancakes because we need it to kind of make you a little mm-hmm. bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And I ate pancakes, best thing ever. But then leading up to the first, um, the first part of the show day was called prejudging. And during that prejudging, I was trying to snack on food. But the problem was I couldn't get a pump in my muscles. Mm. There was a problem with that. Me and my coach were like tripping out like, oh my gosh, what do we do? And, and were you like do, trying to do some lifting yes, or something yeah, behind the stage and stuff? Mm-hmm. So we were out, even my, you know, my best friend, Rodney, he was really telling me, yo, squeeze your muscles hard. Dude, my, my muscles couldn't protrude at all. Mm. So I basically went into prejudging and 
I went to pre-judging. I went up to the stage. I was flat. But of course, you know, I enjoyed it because I did it for the impact. But then I also wanted to do my best. So after that, I, after the, after the pre-judging show, I, you know, my coach told me to eat another big meal. I ate another big meal. And I woke up like an hour before the night show. I was still flat. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. get a muscle pump at all. And even during the backstage, I was resting. I was doing everything, you know what I mean? And I was like, man, I want to look the best upstage. But, so I went upstage, did my routine. I got off the stage. And I was like, it was it was off. You know, everything was amazing. It was fun. You know, I enjoyed the moment when I was on stage. But I realized we the missing factor of this whole process was sugar. Because mm. mm. I ate a Cinnabon after the show. And oh, my muscle. It tastes it, it tastes the best when you know you kind of like in the sense I earned it. Yeah. So I have to die for so long. I ate that Cinnabon and then after that, immediately after that Cinnabon, my muscles literally like. Oh man! I was like wow. the timing, and then my coach was telling me few moments right before the stage, like five minutes. Gil, grab that Cinnabon behind you. I think you should eat it. I was like, I don't want to risk that. You know what uh-huh. I mean? I'm like, why would I risk that? I, my body never ate that before, mm-hmm. and usually when your body never ate something before, you, it has a hard time digesting it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, nah, coach, let's just stick with our usual plan, which is basically a banana mm. to pump up because it's fast. Mm. So Radis stepped on stage, you know, still kind of flat. But when I ate that Cinnabon, me and him looked at each other. He's like, <laughs> man, we should have ate that Cinnabon. Yeah. Well, you know what? Mm. Based off of the pictures going around, you didn't look flat. So oh, well, I appreciate still it. Fine. I was like, what's a flat? I mean, because you're, you're good on that stage. Oh, thank you. I didn't see flat. Mm-hmm. Your muscles were still bigger than me and Vic's combined. So <laughs> you're, you're fine, man. So let's talk about the feeling. I love that feeling. question. Okay, so the feeling. So the feeling upstage, I thought, was the best feeling I've ever felt in my life, to be honest. And until... And even until now, I'm still very, I'm still trying to catch up to it because even two, three years ago, I was, I would be in my room turning the lights off and listening to any music that I really enjoyed and I would close my eyes and I would pose in my own bedroom, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because I wanted, I wanted to see how it felt like and the moment I got up to the stage, or eight weeks, even even eight weeks prior, we had a posing routine mm-hmm. that I practiced every single day. But then when I got to the stage, I didn't even use my posing routine. I literally freestyled it. Whoa, okay. Yeah, because I think the moment I stepped on the stage, I saw all the crowd and you know, everyone's mm-hmm. like, go Gil, go Gil. And I really felt like all the times that I was down during this whole four-year prep, you know, I even got so emotional on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, for me when I was during the whole process it finally became all worth it you mm-hmm. know the moment I the lights hit my face when I looked up mm-hmm. I literally threw my posing routine on the side and I just went freestyle and I literally was I couldn't really even see anything anymore. I was just falling in love with the feeling of being upstage with the music and the crowd and you know I walked out of stage and I was like man I finally did it yeah and i called the whole because i I called this whole journey 310 pounds to stage ready and i walked out the stage saying 310 pounds to stage ready it's finally over as i walked down the stairs off stage Mm -hmm. and i whispered that to myself and i literally you know went to my mom and dad in the crowd and the moment i saw them i just wanted to greet them 
but I only stayed there for like five seconds. Say hi, mom, hi, dad. And like, mom, I gotta go real quick. I split because that was the very first time I saw my dad cry. Oh wow. man, he never cried. He you would me want to cry right now. No, man. seriously, that oh. like I my my heart was was so like heavy i turned around i didn't want to see my me i want to tell my dad i was crying i was crying on the way i was like man i couldn't that's like no way my dad's crying i've never seen him cry before no damn ma- you're making me tear up like no oh matter gosh. how hard life got he was the man of the family mm-hmm. and you know to see him cry for the first time because i competed in that stage it made me so emotional i couldn't grasp it and what made it emotional because he was literally my right hand in this whole journey he would help me cook my food ask mm-hmm. me how i feel he would help me prep food and usually when you're dieting so hard your hormonal balance is really off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i would get really greedy i would not greedy i would be really mean right i get pissed off really mad and sometimes it comes off when i talk to him and you know all of after all that when i stepped on the stage you know i felt like everything really paid off and he, I think that's how he felt you know mm-hmm. he would see me come home drained you know and I think when my dad and mom was about to leave I chased them outside and you know we were all just looking at each other I told my mom and dad I broke hard like I hugged mm-hmm. like I cried I said wow. I told my mom and dad mom I just want to say first off thank you so much for everything that you've done for me in this show because you guys know I wanted this for four years mm-hmm. and I finally chased that goal and I finally achieved it and stepped on stage and I thanked my dad and I told both of them I'm sorry if I was you know this different kind of son and didn't you know sometimes I came off the wrong way but it was all for this moment and I just want to thank you guys for understanding and then I called my coach and one of my the owners of Hell City told him to come out and then they you know my coach ended up crying too and mm-hmm. he was telling me like Maggie you should have told me that you were you guys had this emotional moment because I had to prepare <laughs> myself he was crying too and you know my oh, my dad was crying and you know we all hugged each other in the end and I just yeah, I was like really just like I was like a kid you know when a kid mm-hmm. cries that's how I was yeah. I just couldn't grasp the feeling of how thankful and grateful I was for them because without them I wouldn't have stepped on stage no way there was no way without them I wouldn't have made this go happen. You have a strong foundation and support system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really true, bro. That's uh, four wow. years, you pushed through, you conquered any obstacle that came, which was a lot of obstacles, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Like we say, ups and downs. You literally went through ups and downs. Mm-hmm. You pushed through, you went through your conditioning, you stepped on stage, you saw the spotlight, you got off the stage. Now let's talk about what's next for you. Right now, because now you got your feet in in the bodybuilding competition. Now you know the ins and outs. Mm. Now you know what exactly to work on. You now know you to know have that, sugar. Now you know <laughs> have that Cinnabon on. You know, oh, just man. in case. So, yes. what's next for Mr. Gill? What's next for me? Well, so right now, you meet my coach and I are planning to start. Not only we're doing, we're bodybuilding right now, but right now for the off season, we want to power lift. So I want to get into the powerlifting scene because I need to get stronger and I need to build more muscle, right? Nice. And after that whole thing, my goal is, and here's my dad after the show. I can't believe my dad told me this. He told me, son, but you got to go up there one more time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that was hard though. You know what I mean? That was not easy. But why do you want me to go one more time? He said, I want you to place top three or win a show. You know what I mean? Mm right you know just win a show for me 
because oh, I man. feel like you deserve it because you put in a lot of work. And, you know, I didn't get to place, unfortunately, this year. But he said, if you know you can do better, if you know you haven't reached your 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 limit, you should do another show and win it, not only for yourself, but win it for me. You know wow. I mean? Your dad is an amazing yeah, and, person. Um, wow. Now I'm thinking, my coach and I, I'm like, man, I have loose skin. How am I going to win a show? So my goal right now is to build as much muscle as I possibly can. You know what I mean? So to see how this whole year process and then compete again, mm -hmm. most likely probably after one more year. It may be called the whole journey, maybe 310 pounds to win in first place. That's going to be go. the goal to first place. You know what I mean? Because I want to do it now for my family and for myself because I love this sport. Wow. And I mean, my dad sees that and he wants it to happen. I'm so glad to hear that you you have a full support. If, in fact, your dad's saying you you're gonna go do it again. I know he's like, <laughs> you, you're oh. gonna win it for for me and, yeah. and for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my dad really wants me to. He said like, because he believes that when I was up there, like, for this is what he told me. He's like, you had the most. I felt like your love for this sport showed so much, and your purpose, you know, for stepping on stage basically like show so much that if you win you can you know i feel like you will make a big statement that anything is possible mm -hmm. you know what i mean so he wants me to just do it one more time there you go one more two more times hey we'll definitely we're gonna time. see you up on that stage oh, yeah. that's for sure and yeah. we're definitely gonna get you back in to talk yeah. about all oh, that yes definitely so before anything uh we heard about you know your entire journey your life during uh before and during all of it so how has it changed since you know uh are, do you have any of those old bullies like looking at you like dude oh, you know how wow. how has people's how have people's how did we say Reaction that? Probably? How have people changed towards you since this? Do you see more support from people that you didn't really know? Or, you know, how has okay. the whole social thing been? Okay, so um, it's actually like, I was, I was actually very overwhelmed right after since then. You know, there, was, there would be times when, you know, I would walk around and, you know, people would come up to me, yo, are your guilt keys on? Yo, you, I just want to tell you, like, you made a big impact on my life. Wow. You know, you inspired me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from people like absolute strangers that I know here around the island. Like I say, you were trending on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that that would happen. And then, you know, I would, I was like in shock, you know. Um, even one of my followers, like I would have followers in my Instagram. They would message me how I have one person and he messaged me on Instagram saying that, hey, I weigh 400 pounds and, you know, I just got done with. A surgery from seven weeks out and I'm very insecure with my loose skin and the fact that you stepped on stage with loose skin and your journey to going up mm -hmm. to the stage you know made a very big impact in my life and inspired me you know so also with like the people back then who used to call me fat or used to tease me are now trying to ask me advice on how to lose weight or the oh. girls are trying to hit him up. Uh, and like, oh, sorry, <laughs> you didn't. You weren't with me at my worst. You don't deserve me at my best. Or, or the good thing is, uh, Gil being you know a really humble person, mm -hmm. this is also a good thing where he showed them, and then now you didn't show them the wrong way. You showed them the right way. It was like, hey, people can change. Yeah, and I did. And then now they're turning back and like, oh my god, if, you know, like we've you know been so you know rude to the to Gil over yeah. the years. And then he changed his life around, mm -hmm. and I think now at this point, at, at one point in somebody's life, it's 
it's that turnaround point and it might be their turnaround point and they saw Gil turn around mm-hmm. and you know it's just like I, I guess they feel like you know they feel bad and now they're like okay Gil you know we we're, we're wrong and you know we want to ask you for help to, to and then that's where the change happens so I think that's a good thing too yeah because the whole purpose of me also stepping on stage was to also just really inspire people mm-hmm. to just make a change in their life because you know like I said, it's not a norm to go up stage with loose skin it's not and I made this a, a point that you can do anything that you want out of the norm you know you don't gotta listen what society says you don't gotta listen to what anybody says if you have a dream if you have a goal in mind mm-hmm. just do it whether it's business art dance if you want something just go chase it and jump right at it you know don't hesitate don't look back you know pursue that goal because you know if that goal is your passion then everything else will follow through I like that. All right, Gil. Well, um, is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap it up? Okay. Well, um, if you guys want to watch my my actually my journey, I do have a YouTube channel. Okay, throw it out there, man. Yeah, it's Gil Kizon, G I L L space Q U I Z O N, and I'm actually posting my show day vlog and my one day out vlog today by probably around seven to eight p.m. So you know, stay tuned All for right. that one. And where can people follow you? Instagram, Twitter. Oh, Instagram. You guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter as well at Gil Kizon, G-I-L-Q-I-Z-O-N. All small caps. Nice. Okay. And there is one mm-hmm. more thing that I that I didn't mention. We always end the, the podcast with three questions. So um, I'm just going to throw it at you real quick. Uh, one, what is one word to describe yourself? One word to describe myself. Oh man, these are the type of questions when you really have to think about <laughs> who you are as a person. I know I've deep, I've done that yeah, a few times to I have the to, guests. Oh man, this is a, oh my gosh. So one word to describe myself. I would say I would say a hustler. Because mm. mm-hmm. I just felt like you know, in order for me to do whatever I did on the stage and to get where I want to be at. I had to hustle my way through. Yeah, put in the hard work mm-hmm. for that. A lot of hard work into it. All right, hustler. Mm-hmm. He's a hustler. He's a hus- hustler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and then another one is, uh, give us a fun fact about yourself. Fun fact about us, I actually know how to beatbox. Really? I used to be a really Come good on, let's go. Let's, let's, let's hear go. some What happened? Beatboxed in a while. No. Ah, uh, man. What? Come on. Okay, I'll do like a sentence and, um. Mom, mom, mom. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I used to be a beatboxer in middle school and high school, Yo! but then I stopped it. All right, so yeah. we're gonna use that as an opener on one of our Whoa. one of our segments. That's pretty dope. Wow. wow. So how did you get into into that? So it was middle school. I you know before like the whole fitness thing happened, mm-hmm. I was into a little bit of music, and I was amazed by how someone can actually make music through their mouth because mm-hmm. I can't sing. But you can beatbox. I was like, oh, wow, that's so dope. You know, I want to get into it. And I beatbox for about four to five years. But it was more of like a side thing mm. and more of like a hobby rather than like something I was passionate about. But then I was, I was keep on doing it and doing it. Wow. And then I wanted <laughs> to be funny in class too. Like I wanted, like when the class was quiet, I wanted to make like, like a, like funny sounds like a water drop like a raindrop yeah like, like what you hear I that did. rain because I, I, I don't have I've headphones s- on but you I've guys I've heard have. people do it like with their cheek and flicking the side uh-huh. but never like with just just not even having to do that I've never actually seen anybody beatbox live Jason 
Jason, oh, I've seen it on YouTube videos uh-huh. and movies, and yeah. I've heard it on songs, but I've never seen anybody do it live. All right, well, Gil Keyzone, everyone. Well, there you have it. <laughs> no, one gentlemen. more. There's still one yeah, more. Um, one more is, uh, what is one thing you have to do before your time is up? One thing I have to do before my time is up. <sighs> Thank God you didn't ask me here in studio, because we've been getting that a lot lately. <laughs> what? It's like, no, man. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I want to impact and I want to make a positive impact in the world I know it's a very bold statement mm-hmm. and it's very big and you know we're all from the island of Guam but to be honest if, if I'm really being real here like I want to use my story to be a positive you know fitness influencer in the social media space and share my story with everybody and make that impact to make a lot of people mm-hmm. oh man I feel like everybody can learn from, you know, a story. And for me as well, I want to be able to push that out there. All right, man. Gail Keys on, everyone. And you're only 22 years old. Yes. And wow. So got a whole world ahead, bro. Yeah. Change that world, bro. And I thank you guys for having me here. It's a really great opportunity. Thank you for coming on, man. You're welcome, and Damn it, Gil. I was not <laughs> planning on tearing up during this podcast. <laughs> now you guys you got me low-key emotional, uh, too. I was like, man, oh you guys' questions good. dig deep, you know? I was <laughs> like, man, I'm thinking right now, you know? Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was it was mm. such a huge pleasure to have you. We can't wait to hear about your, your journey for next year's competition. Definitely. Hopefully, i do it next year again. But, you know, let's see what happens after that. You know what I mean? Well, we'll continue to follow you on your Instagram and your mm. social media and Definitely. your YouTube and follow your journey. Gil, thank you so much for stopping by that pretty much wraps up another edition of it's It's a a hang thing. thing we'll see you guys at the next one bye bye thank you